Hello, I'm the writer David Sedaris. Usually we make these shows for the BBC accompanied by 300 or so people at a theatre in London. Things have been unusual this year, though, and so we're reduced to working from my home. We recorded all the actual stories in the little nook above my office, but Steve thought it would be nice to introduce each episode from a different room in my house to make you feel at home in my home, or one of my homes. So this week, welcome to my living room, which is pretty much off-limits to anyone over 5'11". The ceiling is so low, even dogs think twice before entering it. Me, I'm small, so it feels sort of perfect. Recipe for Disaster Hugh was at the New York grocery store he likes to go to when a customer in a face mask yelled at an employee to keep his six-foot distance. Are you serious, I said, when he told me about it? If someone's stocking shelves, if this is his workplace, I think it's your job to stay away from him and not vice versa. The following afternoon, at the sailboat pond in Central Park, we saw a woman holding out a cane with a sign taped to it. Social distance, six feet, please. It was the first day of spring, and Hugh and I were seated on a bench, just out of her range. I said to him, I'm not sure she really needs the sign. I mean, brandish a cane, and people are pretty much guaranteed to stay away from you. I guess she was in her late 70s, this woman. It seemed that on the off chance that this was indeed the end of the world, she had applied her entire stock of lipstick, creating a thick, multi-hued shade that might be called infected scab. Extending an arm like that for more than a few minutes is harder than it looks, so every now and then the woman would lower her cane to the ground and glare at the people approaching her. Before the shelter-at-home order was issued, we had guests over just about every night. I'd bought new clothes for my lecture tour, which had just been canceled, so we'd dress for dinner, thinking, well, why not? A black come de garçon sport coat with a cascade of ruffles spilling from the hem, detachable flamenco sleeves, trousers that were pleated all the way around and made it look as though I were wearing a barrel. It was fun. Hugh and I hadn't been in our new apartment very long, and this was our first real chance to, as my mother used to say, entertain. As in, your father and I will be entertaining this Saturday night. After my parents entertained, they usually wound up sleeping in their clothes. My sisters and I would get up early the next morning and find not-quite-empty glasses abandoned in unexpected places. Then we would drain them. You kids sober up and your father will drop you off at church, her mother would moan, thick-tongued and with cushion lines on her face as she staggered to the percolator. Neither Hugh nor I, together or separately, have ever gone to bed leaving a glass in the sink, much less tucked between the sofa cushions. After we got a carpet for the living room of our new apartment, it was agreed that no one could drink red wine there. So our guests tend to huddle in the kitchen, which is all marble and stainless steel and looks like the room on one of those CSI shows where you'd go to identify a body. Yes, that's my husband. The remodeling was the work of the former owners, Hughes, the cook in our household. And while the kitchen is not exactly his taste, he doesn't mind it so much. My biggest gripe is the appliances. You need an advanced engineering degree in order to operate the oven, and the glass stovetop is just as complicated. 
The room is filled with things that beep at you, the microwave, the electric kettle, the dishwasher, even the refrigerator, which whines incessantly if you leave the door open too long. Jesus, I say, give me a second to make up my mind, why don't you? Add the washing machine and the dryer, and it's pretty much guaranteed that something is hassling you every moment of the day. When I got an iron, not knowing it would chide me if I left it alone for two goddamn minutes, I said to Hugh, I give up. From now on, I'm outsourcing our wrinkles. Then, of course, the neighborhood dry cleaner closed. The apartment is on the 19th floor. It has a dining room, and this is where I lead our guests when the food is ready. My God, they say, admiring the beautifully set table with its cloth napkins and glowing candles. I can't believe you just threw this together. That, again, is Hugh's doing. When I ask if we can have people over, his initial response is always the same. Absolutely not. There's no way I'm spending all day in the kitchen. Fine, I'll say. Have it your way. Five minutes later, he'll pop his head into my office. How about lamb? 